Blog Talk Radio. Let me tell you about something new. A new show called G's Power. G's Power. Real talk for real saints. Are you ready? And it's for real. Welcome to G's Power Hour live every weekday at 11.30 a.m. on Never Had It So Good Entertainment Network. Your host, G, will bring you informative and entertaining guests and a variety of topics in a way that you can absorb and enjoy. Listen in weekdays and call in at 516-387-1944. We love interaction. All shows can be downloaded if you miss one or found on iTunes the next day. G's Power Hour is powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Good morning, brothers and sisters, kings and queens, angels and saints, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. So just celebrating a couple of things today. So I'm going to go ahead and get started uh, with the one that I just got a chance to uh, peek in on um, not too long ago this morning. Um, we have a new center in Orange County, uh, a community center, a multicultural center here in Orange County, in my neighborhood, in, where I grew up and where I currently live. Um, and so it was really nice to see that. So let me give you some, I guess, of my background a little bit and then talk about that. Um, I grew up in Orlando for most of my uh, growing up years. Um, we lived in Orlando in the Washington Shores area. We moved away into Brevard County for a few years when my dad had to take a job over there. And so we moved into the Pine Hills area when I was about 12 and a half. You know, those halves count when you're growing up. Anyway, I went to junior high, high school in the area. And then I, um, I you know, and then my parents stayed here until, uh, well, shortly after my, my father passed. Um, and at that time, I was living in Apopka, um, and so my mom sold the house, and uh, then she moved in with us. And so uh, when we moved to where we were living um, off Ironwood Drive in, in Orlando, we were kind of in our particular area, probably one out of two black families in that area. So it was a little bit uh, of an uh, an experience. Uh, good and bad, uh, you know, of course, going to school and, you know, fortunately I was close enough in terms of my junior high school when I, that I could walk, um, but I got names called on both sides and everything. So it was a much different experience. Um, as the community has evolved and changed and everything, um, it is more of a multicultural community. Uh, there was that the issue of, of white flight um, that we know about in a lot of neighborhoods where um, African-Americans move in and, and take up residence. But, you know, it's a nice, and especially in my neighborhood where I live now, it's a nice mix of people in the neighborhood, and everybody gets along pretty well as far as I know anyway, in my area of, of my subdivision anyway. And these are people I can count on for, you know, when I go away, you know, on vacation, it's like, hey, we're going to be gone. You know, we kind of let, you know, can you look out for the house? And, you know, and they call, hey, you know, I'm going to be gone, but this person's going to be home. Can you look out for them? So it's, it's, a, it's a nice mix of people in the area. And so 
this this uh, multicultural center, and I have to uh, give kudos to um, Commissioner Victoria Siplin because this is really her baby. She took the reins on. And um, there's a Pine Hill Seniors group apparently that was very much involved in this because while we were also, they were also looking for a place for uh, youth and other people to, to come together, the seniors needed a place as well. And so this is a good program. It's going to provide services for everybody in, uh, and I think I heard this morning, um, 81,000 people that live in the Pine Hills area. Um, it's going to provide services for all of those people. It has, like, meeting rooms. There's a large room for large gatherings. That's where they did the unveiling, and um, Orange County Mayor Jerry Demings was there. Um, the commissioner in my area, Christine Moore, she was there. Um, and so it was. it's a kind of a monumental um, – it's, it's Orange County's first multicultural center. Um, and it used to, what it was, it was a grocery store. They chopped down some trees. I'm always a little bit um, sad when they chop down trees around here. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm not hugging trees. Uh, well, I haven't had a chance. Uh, I've got two I, I'm, I fight for, I keep. But um, they tore down a bunch of trees on this one corner, on the corner of West Colonial Drive and um, uh, Hiawassee Road. And they built a grocery store. It was kind of a – it was a nice grocery store. I liked it. I've been to one. But it was kind of a high, somewhat high-end grocery store or whatever. That didn't last. And they had another grocery store to come in. I think it was a version of Winn-Dixie, for those of you that are familiar with Winn-Dixie here in Florida. Um, and that didn't last. And so the building sitting on top of this hill – where they've torn down these trees to stay vacant for years and years and years and years and years. Um, and I I even looked at it and said if I had money, I probably would have turned it into like a uh, maybe split it in half and turned part of it into a bowling alley and another part into a skating rink. Um, but this, what they've done with this is so, so much better. Um, and I've taken some pictures a little bit of the, like they have meeting rooms and, and uh uh, other things. I couldn't take a lot of pictures. There was a lot of people there, which I was very happy to see. Um, but if you get a chance, please go by and take a look at what they've done with this old abandoned grocery store. It's beautiful. And um, I, I'm looking forward to what it can do um, to serve the people. And so, and I'm going to post the pictures I took, the ones that you can manage to make something out of on the G's Power Hour Facebook page, as well as some of the um, other uh, news, because there were the, the uh, news crews were out there, and I almost missed it. I'm glad I didn't. It's just really for someone who, like I said, grew up here, you know, got married here, you know, like I said, my parents are here, and, and a bunch of my family and friends, my church is here in Pine Hills. This is just um, something, uh, a, a treasure that I, I hope will last. And, and you know, when it, it, Pond Hills unfortunately gets a bad rap. Um, you know, uh, the, it, one moniker was at one point in time Crime Hills, you know, but that, that is, is not who, who we are. That's not who this, what this uh, community is about. And so, um, just to have that. And before that, they actually did um, 
moved the library. This is part of a shopping center. Uh, um, I think Highlands Plaza it's called. Um, it's part of a shopping center. There's other things there, but there's also a branch of the Orange County Library in this same plaza, which is great. I have taken classes there, um, and, and and I know there's like English as second language classes there. There are other classes. I've taken computer classes there, and so it's really encouraging to see uh, have a place where people can come together and especially I look forward to things that they may have for for our youth and our seniors there um, to just kind of keep them certainly not the seniors I, I'm hoping they're not in trouble but at least the youth keep them out of trouble a little bit and um, have them uh, come and, and maybe hopefully have speakers uh, that they can listen to have workshops and seminars that they can listen to I mean, that they can attend and, um, you know, just grow the community from that. So I am very, very proud. I congratulate all of the, because I know I wasn't involved. I wish I had been. But to for all of those that were involved in, in this coming to fruition, and I think one of the things I heard when they were talking today, this started back in 2014. Um, so, just because something doesn't happen right away doesn't mean that uh, it's it's not occurring. You know, so you know, good things come to those who wait. So, we have waited for a long time for something like this to to happen in our community. And I, I really, really want to strongly encourage not just the people in Pine Hills, but everybody in the community to come out because this is the Orange County Multicultural Center. Um, while it is a, a, going to be a great benefit to those here in Pine Hills, it is um, an Orange County Multicultural Center, so all of the residents uh, should be able to participate in, and enjoy what it has to offer. So I really want want to say, like I said, thank you again. I'm I'm really really happy about it. I know I'm rambling, but um, I, I just um, am pleased to see. It's always nice to see something positive going on in your neighborhood so um and uh, we get so little good news these days uh it's hard to watch the news these days especially if you're from this area and you see a lot of this, the negative stuff that's going on um in the news and stuff and so hopefully something um major and wonderful will come out of this so anyway if you have questions or comments if you were there um, you know, please call in and let, let let us know what you thought about the the new center and um, what you what you hope to happen and what you anticipate to happen there. The number is five one six three eight seven one nine four four. We're going to take a quick break. We are also, like I said, celebrating uh, vote, National Voter Registration Day. Um, and Orange County Supervisor of Elections, Bill Cowles, will be on with us at noon. But when we come back after this break, we are going to talk with my friend Stephanie Dukes. This is G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment, and we will be right back. Over the past 60 years, Dove Beauty Bar's superior formula has remained unchanged. But when it comes to beauty, everything changed. Together, we redefined beauty. We said no to stereotypes and yes to every type. We let go of judgments and embraced what makes us unique. We're proud to have been there with you, caring for you every step of the way. Here's to the next 60 years. 
planning a wedding, reception, family reunion, planning a banquet, or some other fundraising event, need to share your knowledge through a workshop or seminar, or it's a difficult time and you need to plan a wake or repast, let us help. At our gatherings, let us reduce the stress and make the occasion memorable, treasured. Call our gatherings at 407-968-9387 or email ourgatherings at yahoo.com. Let us help plan your special event. Good morning. Welcome back to G's Power Hour. I've never had it so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Thank you so much for being with us today. And like I said, today is National Voter Registration Day, and we're going to discuss a little bit about that on, on G's Power Hour. We are here with Stephanie Dukes. Good morning, Stephanie. How are you? Okay, she's not with us yet. She's she's coming, I think. She's been very busy, too. In fact, she is working um, some uh, – activities that are going on today. Um, I know there's something going on later today. We've had a couple of ladies from All About the Ballast that have been on the show before, and I know they have an event that's coming coming up this um, afternoon. So uh, uh, they would have joined us today, but they are busy, but I'm going to get try to get them back on closer uh, to Election Day. We do – this is not – necessarily a normal election year. Yes, we have the presidential elections and some of the major elections coming up next year, but there are a couple of races that are starting. um, I think November 7th is the first one, and then I think there's one December 6th. So I have to check on those. But, yes, we have have, uh, races coming up starting this year. So I will get that information posted for you so you can uh, uh, take a look at it. So, Stephanie, are you on? Okay. Gee, how are you doing today? Hey, Hello, hey. Lady how, G, you? how are you doing today? Hey, hey, fine. How are you doing? We are doing good. We're out here enjoying National Voters Registration Day enjoying registering voters to vote in the sunshine state of Florida. Aren't we blessed? I'm planning on going up north pretty soon, and it's like, okay, wardrobe change time, you know. But, yeah, here in Florida, you can almost do, do anything and just feel comfortable, you know, getting it done, you know, no matter what it is. Um, so National Voter Registration Day, I wanted to to talk on it. Like like I said, we're going to have Bill Cowell on at noon. Um, looking forward to speaking with him. Uh, he's unfortunately not going to be the supervisor of election much longer, uh, but he's done an excellent job here in Florida, in Central Florida. But you know, I want to talk about this because you know, and I, I talk about the voter registration drives and and working the elections and all that kind of stuff. You know, it's not that my focus is real narrow. I just, you know, try to hone in on the stuff that I think is really important and especially things that sometimes I feel people take for granted, and voter registration is one of those things. I actually, Stephanie, was having a conversation uh, with my husband in the car the other day, and we I don't know how we got on on voter registration or on the phone. I got, but I got off on a tangent, I guess, about it. That's just how passionate I am about it. Because one of the things that I've been saying is like, you should have to take a course 
on voter, you know, to get your registration. And people mm. tend to, okay, I know, I know. People tend to think that I'm discriminating, but this is not, this is not what that is. What I'm saying is if you have to take and pass a course to get your driver's license, you know, to, to be behind a vehicle that impacts multitude of people if you don't operate that machine correctly, then you should, I, in my opinion, be, you know, have to take a course. And like I told my husband, you don't have to necessarily pass a course, but you should have a course offered that teaches you about the, you know, the system, where, how we got here in terms of voting, you know, what, what things that were involved that led, that opened up the gates for people to come in and vote. And you should talk about the process. I also think, and maybe not necessarily to get your voter registration, but I also think there should be courses talked about grassroots campaigning and lobbying and all that type of other thing as well. But I do think that you should take a voter registration. I remember when I, I lived in Tampa and I worked part-time briefly um, for the supervisor of elections office down, uh, down over there. I guess I can't say down, but over there. And on the weekends, I had a kiosk in the mall, and I registered people to vote. But they didn't just sign. I, they had to take an oath. I had to swear them in. I had to mm-hmm. read, and, and until I and actually at some point, one point, I no longer read it. I had memorized it. Um, what their responsibility and an obligation was in order to, you know, get a voter registration card. These days. You know, it, there may be writing on there, but I don't. I can't. I couldn't tell you what's on there, and I don't think most of the people that sign up to register to vote do. I think they, you know, when they ask you about your driver's license, like you want to register to vote, you know, yep, no, but you know, and that's mm-hmm. basically it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, go ahead, Stephanie. That that that's an interesting thought uh, that you have there. My my first reaction is, isn't that what we call civics? Uh, you know, if Which we most don't have. people do make it to, yeah. Uh, this is what we call civics, and it's interesting to see why. Why is the process that that was taken out of the curriculum? Uh, what purpose does that serve humanity for Florida? Uh, we have to look at why things are done that way and what what is the purpose over for the bigger stand, uh, you know, and what is the control mechanism that is put into place for these things. And when we look at that, it is for, it's, it's knowledge. I don't want you to have that knowledge. And why do I not want you to have that knowledge? We have to have the knowledge of how to operate a car so we do not harm people. I don't want you to have that knowledge so you do not know how I am going to harm you in certain kinds of ways or how I want to 
control you maybe or how I'm going to manipulate you or how something works so that I don't think it's for your betterment. You know, it's kind of like a parent sometimes when a kid say, why, 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 says, because I say so. You don't need to know. It's because I say so. And a kid keeps saying why until you tell them, really, a, a good kid, a genius kid, will keep asking why until you tell them the correct answer, not a satisfying answer, but the correct answer for why something works the way it really it works that way. So um, we have to realize that that is how society is set up. So mm-hmm. although, you know, you, you, you have a valid point there, Gretchen, but the next question to that is why is it like that? Because there was a time we did have to take a test. It was called past civics class. Well, now, okay. wait a minute. You wait, 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 wait. I didn't see. Remember that what I said, though. I'm not asking you to take a test. I'm not asking you to take a test. You know, when you do the driver's uh, class, you have to take a test. Um I mean, when you, let's say people who are immigrants, when they come to this country, they have to take, you know, classes and stuff. You know, there's things that they need to know, okay? You you as a voter have a significant amount of power. You put people into offices that govern us, that that protect us. You know, you vote for sheriff. You vote for mayor. You vote for judges. Goodness knows. I don't. I think people don't realize the impact mm-hmm. that voting has, and therefore mm-hmm. they take it for granted. And that's what I'm saying. It's like I'm not now. I'm not asking anyone to take a test. I'm just asking mm-hmm. people to to take a class so that you have mm-hmm. at least some base knowledge of what mm-hmm. you are getting ready to do with your vote. And, and what you, I'm if, saying is the powers to be don't want the bigger population to know how what how that power works. And that is what you must understand. That is why that is not like that. Because if everyone knew the power of your vote, they would pay more attention to exactly what you're saying. And that is why we have to understand why curriculums are designed the way they are to manipulate the power of the thought. A mind is a terrible thing to waste. So this is where the community really has to kind of get involved if this is not going to happen. Either they have to say, we need this to happen when people get signed up to vote. They have to take a class. They don't have to pass it, but they have to take a class. We need people to say that. Or we need churches, fraternities, sororities, civics organizations, nonprofit organizations to say, hey, we need to come together 
and put together a curriculum designed for the voter, for the new voter, that, you know, and, and, and teach it in our churches, you know, when we have all these other functions, you know, this is important. You can't just, you've got people that are going out and voting for, for people based on a commercial they heard. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I see it. Mm-hmm. I know because oh, when I am yeah. at the polls, they come in looking for a person that they saw a sign for or they heard a commercial about and want to vote mm-hmm. for that person, and that person isn't even in their district. And they get mm-hmm. upset at the poll mm-hmm. <laughs> It's like, no, that's your fault that you did not pay attention when they sent you out the notification. For example, right now, guess what? The notification is out that you have to sign up again for your vote-by-mail ballot, your absentee ballot, whatever you want to call it. You've got – this is that the time. Is correct. Because I, I got another the other day. Do you know how many conversations? Do you know how many of those conversations I've had today, already mm. this morning, in the last yes. three hours? How many of those conversations? You know. Wow. And, and, wow. and people have, and those have been arguments this morning about no, I don't have to do that again. Oh I just, no. <laughs> yes, arguments, arguments. You do not have to argue with, with me. Just go to lakevotes.com, okay? Just go there and check your registration and see if you have a vote-by-mail classification, okay? Just go check. Don't, don't, don't take it from me that, that you need to redo this. And if you don't mm-hmm. want to do that, why don't you just call them and get it from their mouth? Don't don't even trust the website, okay? Call them. Well, if you've been voting like you're supposed to be voting, then you, you, you should have gotten something in the mail if you were in Orange County. I'm actually sitting here, right here in this chair, looking at the one that my husband got. I'm looking at it. Okay. <laughs> you know? And I didn't read so, the whole thing, but they have in bold print. They they're not they are mm-hmm. not you know they're not trying to put it in the fine print. They have it in bold print. You have in bold if, print. You, let me let me look at this here because mine is somewhere else. But see, uh, that but it's here between counties too. Mm-hmm. That's the difference between the counties. Yep. Yep. So yes. Um, it says here, it has its current party affiliation and it has your vote by mail request status. And it says expired. <laughs> it clearly tells you. <laughs> and they have a, a QR code here and it says vote by mail reminder. And, and it tells you on here. Now, this is for Orange County. And like I said, we're going to have the supervisor of elections on here in a minute. Vote by mail request for an election must be received by 5 p.m. 12 days before that election. This is in Orange County. I don't know what it is, what it is anywhere else, but yes. But don't wait till don't wait till day 14. 
and then forget. Okay. You know how we, you know how okay. we do. We, I mean, you do that with birthdays and stuff yeah. like that. All kind of stuff. We That's wait. We wait. We I'm gonna call. Yes, because <laughs> I know I do it all the time. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call. Forget the call. They ask. Oh, I was supposed to call. <laughs> you know, sign up, sign really? up for stuff. Same way. So. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Stephanie, thank you for taking the time out. So what's going on? Where are you going to be? Where are you and where are you going to be? Well, we are at Whitson Temple here on Scott Street in Claremont, Florida, doing voters' registration, asking people to check their voters' registration, and we are doing paperless, paperless voters' registration. For those of you, we we have barcodes that we're asking people to scan the barcode, check your voter's registration and your status. And those who are not registered to vote, you can go on to lakevote.com and register to vote, which takes you straight to the state's website. Those of you who are out of the state of Florida, you can go to iwillvote.com and register to vote. Paperless vote, but vote, people. Register to vote. Check your status. Thank you. We've enjoyed spending the day with you. Thank you. Thank you. And I know there's other events coming up. Um, Just FYI, everybody, before we go to break, remember, Florida is a closed primary state. Um, Don't get upset because you try to go vote for somebody else's party. Nope. Florida is a closed primary state. Whatever party you want to vote for during the primary, you need to be signed up for that party. Um, and they are also asking that you update your signature. So. Thank you. Vote. It matters. Your vote counts. Yes, it does. We're going to take a quick break on this National Voter Registration Day. When we come back, we're going to have Supervisor of Election Bill Cowles on with us. This is G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment, and we will be right back. This is Douglas Dobbs of Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service. We have served the Central Florida community for 29 years with quality funeral and cremation services. Honoring all religions and faith, we have been here for many grieving families. Whether it's a complete funeral service with a burial or a simple dignified cremation, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service is here for you. Located at 430 North Kirkman Road at the 408 Expressway, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service, 407-578-7720, Dobbs dedicated to serving our families. Over the past 60 years, Dove Beauty Bar's superior formula has remained unchanged. But when it comes to beauty, everything changed. Together, we redefined beauty. We said no to stereotypes and yes to every type. We let go of judgments and embraced what makes us unique. We're proud to have been there with you caring for you every step of the way. Here's to the next 60 years. Good afternoon. Welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us. We want to, again, thank Stephanie Dukes for joining us today. We're talking a little bit about what she's doing this National Voter Registration Day. And uh, we also say, again, congratulations to Victoria Siplin and the Pine Hills seniors and all of those that were involved in the uh, evolution and the creation of the Orange County Multicultural Center, which uh, they cele- they're celebrating today. 
And we are privileged to have the greatest supervisor of elections in all of the history of mankind. Mr. Bill Cowles joins us today. Hi there. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing good, and thank you for those kind words. Uh, but today's focus is about registering to vote. Yes, it is. It is. So, but, you know, you have really done a, a fantastic job in terms of holding things down, making sure that um, things um I guess run like like they say as a well-oiled machine here in in Orange County and, and you know reining things in when they when they didn't you know operate so smoothly you know we we unfortunately have have the uh, hanging chads as part of our, our history um, but um, we've come a long 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 way since then so thank you for that for your work so tell us a little bit about. What is going on? I was just mentioning that um, my husband and I got the uh, the notice about uh, the vote by mail, getting that we need to sign back up for that. I know that's a big issue for a lot of people. Um, what are you seeing? Are people getting their registrations, uh, especially with the vote by mail uh, ballots? Are they getting those? in in a timely fashion? Is it a slow trickle? What are you seeing at this point? Well, let's make sure everybody understands that the Florida legislature changed the law to say that a vote-by-mail request is only good for one two-year election cycle. So on December 31st of an even year, such as the year 2022, all vote-by-mail requests have expired and you have to renew your request for the next election cycle. And so uh, that's why you got the mailer as an Orange County voter is because, you know, right now we're about, we only have like 47,000 voters who have uh, renewed their request or made a request for the first time. And that's compared to the 240,000 voters that we sent ballots to for the November election in 22. So we are, across the state, far behind where we were in the last general election. But it's time to act, and also people are not yet thinking that far ahead but the ones that we do have, they've got their requests because there are other elections between now and the presidential election of 24. So register to vote, second part, act on it, and acting on it is if you want to vote by mail, make your request. And so the registrations, um, it used to be as long as you voted in the general election on a regular basis, you did not get purged. Um, but that changed. So what is, is there a, an expiration period where you have to go back and start the registration process again? Well, if you register to vote and you keep your – you vote and you keep in your information correct with the elections office, you remain on the voter roll. If you have not voted in a two-election period, then you're moved into an inactive status. And when uh-huh. you're in the when you're in the inactive status, then you still have the opportunity to update your mainly your address 
and then you're eligible to vote. It's only then after you go through all those steps and another four years you get removed uh, from the voter roll, and when you're removed, then you do have to re-register. So uh, the best thing to do is if you're not sure, you can always check with your local elections office in person by calling them or online and verify your status. And for those like you in Orange County, if you got mm -hmm. your mail about the notice of election, that means you are currently registered to vote. If you didn't get your mailer and you haven't seen the notice of elections, then it might be because I don't have your correct address. And if you give us a call, we can update your address and make sure you get the information. Okay, so um, how has the population changed and have you had to redraw precincts and whatnot since the last election? Correct. We, uh, based on the fact that the 2020 was the year of the census, in 2022, uh, the legislature drew the new political districts. The county commission drew the new district lines for county commissioners, and city of Orlando did it for their city uh, districts. So we had to redraw and create new precincts, but we used those new districts and those new voting precincts in the 2022 election. So there's been no changes moving forward at this point for the 2024 election. Okay, so wherever you voted, if you didn't do like the early voting or whatever, wherever you actually went to last year or in the last election cycle to vote, that's where you will go this election cycle, correct? That's true as long as the facility still allows us to use it as a polling place. You know, polling uh -huh. places are not permanent locations, so uh, sometimes we have to move. But every voter in Orange County receives a sample ballot prior to each election, and on that sample ballot, it gives you your polling location so it will get you to the right place the first time. You were having a bit of an issue one time getting places, right, that would um, allow you to come in to use for uh, polling places. Have you run into that difficulty again? No, I think we've uh, pretty much been going through getting our contracts done for 2024, and uh, I think we're in good shape except for, you know, certain areas, particularly the fastest-growing areas like Lake Nona and Horizon West, uh, we're uh, sometimes having to look a little harder to find a place. But rest assured, we'll have one for every polling place in time for the election. Right, because some of those places, even though there's a lot of growth in terms of housing, but in terms of, of I guess, locations that serve those areas, they, they haven't kind of caught up in some cases yet, Right. Yeah, and usually what happens, the houses come first, then comes mm -hmm. the school, and then uh, churches start by meeting in the school cafeteria until they get enough resources to build a church, and then the rest of the infrastructure comes. So one of our fallbacks is if we can't find a polling place outside of a school, 
uh, we do reach out to Orange County Public Schools to use the, their facility. Okay. All right. So um, I wanted to ask you also about um, opportunities for people to work the um, polls. Is it too late for people to work the elections if they wanted to? It's never too late to sign up to be a poll worker. And let's be clear, we pay the poll workers when they work on election day and a poll worker can earn between $250 and $350, depending on which job they do on election day. And, of course, next year uh, we have three countywide elections because we have the presidential preference primary in March. So there's three opportunities to work and make money uh, being a poll worker. All right. So – um, and there are actually what a couple of municipal elections that start this year. Isn't there something on? Um, I want to say November. Is it November seventh? Correct. November seventh of this year is the city of Orlando election. It's the mm-hmm. year of the mayoral election. So every resident who's registered to vote in the city of Orlando. Uh, is allowed to vote. Now, you have to physically live inside the boundaries of the city of Orlando. Just because your mailing address may say Orlando, Florida, that does not mean you actually live in Orlando. And the other one I always get, this one's the funny one, but people think that because they get their power from Orlando Utilities Commission, that's an automatic that live in the city of Orlando. So you have to live in the city of Orlando. We'll be sending out uh, the sample ballots for that city election on November 7th. It's mayor, city commissioner district four, and city commissioner district six. The other cities are having their elections on March the 19th of next year, which is the Florida presidential preference primary election day okay and then is there there's an election on is it uh december 6th the uh city of orlando if they have a need for a runoff election from the results of their election on november 7th that election will be on december the 5th Fifth of this okay. year. All right. So, and just just to be clear, most people, if they have a doubt, if they live in Orange County but have a doubt in terms of whether or not they live in the city or not, you can go to, for example, one of the places you can go is the Orange County Property Appraisers website, um, and they tell you who your representatives are and all of that type of stuff and, and kind of give you an idea in terms of where you live, whether it's Orlando, it's an unincorporated Orange County, you'll, you'll see the, I guess, UNC or whatever. But that's, that's one of the ways that you're, you're able to tell too. So, but yeah. They can, uh, so. they can call the election office. We tell Uh-huh. All right. need to call uh, the four. Just have them call 407-836-2070, and they can ask the 
staff if they are eligible to vote in the city of Orlando election. So we're going to take a quick break, and, and Bill, when we come back, I want to ask you about the job, <laughs> okay? Uh, okay. You, you, you've been in for a while. So uh, we are here with Supervisor of Elections, Bill Cowles of Orange um, County, and when we come back, and if you have questions, the number is 516-387-1944. G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. We'll be right back. This is Douglas Dobbs, owner and funeral director at Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service. We have served the Central Florida community with two generations of family funeral service. With the recent addition of my son Brandon, we are here to take care of the needs of Central and West Orlando. From simple cremation to a full burial, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service is here to help you. Located at 430 North Kirkman Road at the 408 Expressway, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service, 407-578-7720. Dobbs dedicated to serving our families. Hi, I'm Tim Garrison. Uh, You may know me as Timmy G. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's been two decades, but I want you to know I'm back in the architecture. And I've got a mix of music that can help you relax and chill out. It's smooth. It's relaxing. It's chill out jazz. The soulful mix of smooth jazz, soul, and smooth R&B. So join me every Wednesday night, 10 p.m. to midnight, on KHAM Radio. Are you chilling? Good afternoon, and welcome back to G's Power Hour. I've never had it so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. And we are blessed and privileged to have Bill Cowles, Supervisor of Election of Orange County. And um, so you've decided that... Uh, you are taking your leave from the position. How long have you been in the position of supervisor of elections? So I've been here for 34 years. The first seven years, I was the chief deputy to then supervisor of elections, Betty Carter. And when she retired in 19, when she retired in 1996, I ran for her job. And the voters renewed my uh, term of office seven times. Uh, so wow. uh, my term my term ends at the end of 2024. So, uh, um, wow, thank you for serving all of that time. What are the major changes that you've seen in the election process since you've uh, been in that position? Or oh, been there have been so many. Yeah, I mean, there's been so many. Obviously, the biggest one is the challenge with the growth of Orange County. Uh, so the uh, the uh, number of precincts that we have, the number of poll workers that are needed uh, on that. On the technology side, you know, when I started, we printed out these books with all the names of the voters and yeah. the poll workers looked them up. And now we have these wonderful tablets. We swipe the driver's license of the voter, and up comes their record. So check-in is even faster and more accurate uh, through that method. Uh, you know, so uh, the changes in technology uh, has been a, a significant part of it. Uh, and then, you know, the political challenges uh, as we grow, both as a county and a state. Uh, also make it even more challenging. 
So when when you leave, what would you like to, I guess, what would you like to be recognized for or remembered for? What what kind of impact do you hope that you've had on the the system? Well, I hope that the you know again that we were a user friendly. Uh, we kept everybody informed, uh, but I think the thing that will be my legacy is the program we started right after I got elected called Adopt a Precinct, where we got mm-hmm. the community engaged in helping with the election process, where groups adopt a polling place on election day. They provide us the poll workers, and uh, that has truly kept Orange County uh, in a good shape when it comes to the need for poll workers and also to be able to introduce the new technology uh, to the process. And I think Adopt a Precinct is a really excellent program. And for those that aren't familiar with Adopt a Precinct, basically um, if you have a community group or a church group or some nonprofit or, or group uh, all of the members have to be registered in Orange County, um, but you can work the poll and make money for your charity or for your organization. I think it's a wonderful idea, Bill, and, and thanks for that. Yeah, I think the way that I like to look at it is uh, I'm taking your tax dollars, running it through the adopt a precinct groups, who earn the money by working the polls, and then they reinvest those dollars back in our community with mm-hmm. the projects that they do uh, in their community. What what do you what has been the the I guess the biggest challenge in this uh, political climate right now in terms of the integrity of of the vote? In your yeah. opinion, I, the biggest challenge is correcting the, all the misinformation, disinformation that is spread about the process and being used to uh, sway people one way or the other politically. So, how do how do we turn that around? Um, what what do you suggest? What are your thoughts? Well, I mean. Well, the first thing I would make sure that everybody understands, one of the good things about Florida since 2008 is that we vote on a paper ballot. So we have a permanent record of the voters' vote. And, of course, uh, if there's any question, we can always go back to the paper ballots to determine the results of an election. So from that standpoint, and... uh, understanding that there's checks and balances in the process. The number of people who checked in versus the number of ballots issued versus the number of ballots counted. So there's all these checks and balances in the process. And so uh, that's the part that becomes the disinformation, misinformation is about how that is done. So it's kind of... um I guess relying on, you know, the good old-fashioned way in a sense where, um, you know, you you keep paper records because, you know, people are so busy trying to get away from paper and trying to go paperless, 
you know, with the technology. But your system actually, you know, because I I work um, usually um, the VSI uh, systems where people submit their ballots before they head out the door. And so, you know, so you have those paper ballots. In the event something happens, they, you know, they're put in secure location and, and they get recounted, you know, so you, but, so you have what the machine reads, but you also have, you know, if something happens with the machine, you know, technology is not infallible. You know, you do have the paper ballots to rely back on. So, um, yep. so I, that, that is a good thing. It is. And, you know, the sad part about the whole process here, not only in Orange County or the Florida, but just nationwide, is that we always want results now. So that's mm-hmm. why we use machines to tabulate the results. And so everybody wants results. You know, if it's 701 and we don't have results, people think there's a problem. <laughs> and you know, that's one of those things that needs to be fixed. There's a process for getting mm-hmm. the results uh, on it. But we're a now society. We want everything now. So... And it, you know, I mean, when everything goes well, and I think it's 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 everybody that has to be involved. The voter has to come with the proper knowledge in terms and the proper information, and the poll workers have to be, you know, have to take it with the knowledge that they have because you do thorough training, and they have to take the knowledge that they have, and they have backup booklets at the polls with them uh, that that is required. So it's about everybody participating to make sure that the process runs as smoothly as possible, not just one or the other, you know, so, um, yeah. So so, uh, what do you want to tell voters out there in terms – it's National Registration Day. What do you think the key thing is that – Voters and potential voters, uh, we got young people, you know, will be turning 18 various times, um, and they should, I think, go vote as soon as possible. I, I do that before I get the driver's license, <laughs> just thinking, just saying. But um, what, what would you, what do you want uh, the residents to know? Well, as a good old Eagle Scout with the Boy Scouts, the motto is be prepared. So, one, Step one is you got to be registered. So make sure you got that taken care of. Keep that registration up to date so you get the proper information. And then the next step is act. Make sure you plan to participate in the process. And we've made it easy because you can either go vote in person on Election Day. You can go to one of our 20 early voting sites in the county uh, over a 14-day period if that's more convenient, or you can vote by mail, and the vote by mail does require a request. So make your request if that's your preferred way of voting, uh, or if you just want to make sure you have that just in case your schedule changes, you have a ballot, order your vote by mail ballot now. Be prepared. Get ready. It's coming. So... Bill, what's the next chapter for you, or are you revealing any of that just yet? Oh, well, no, I mean, I'm going to stay here in central Florida, uh, partly because I don't want to go any further north where it gets colder. Uh, <laughs> I have I have four grandsons uh, here in central Florida, so 
I'll have time with them. And then I guess the best part based on what we talked about today is when my wife says she wants to go on a cruise, I can just say, there's nothing on the calendar, dear. Let's go. I don't have to say, oh, there's an election. We can't go this month. Uh, maybe next oh. month. Oh, special election. So you'll oh, be able to gosh. do some traveling, uh, family time, uh, and all. So uh, that's the good part. Well, Best wishes for you. Thank you and congratulations. And, and uh, yeah, I, I know you've got another year or so to go, but, um, you know, hopefully it's, it's smooth sailing uh, for the rest of the way so you can do some smooth sailing after that. <laughs> so, thanks, thanks for those kind words. All right, bye. Yeah, always a pleasure. And thank you all for listening. This has been G's Power Hour. I've never had it so good entertainment. If you have topics that you want us to address, please hit me up on the G's Power Hour Facebook page. But anyway, we are going to let you enjoy the rest of your day. Be well, be safe, be blessed, and please remember, all real power comes from God. Take care.